0: The Rewindables, the one you take to bed with you.
1: Hey, it's Chris. The uh, The Rewindables is off this week. Uh, ben is traveling, and I am absolutely down for the count with a nasty, cold, flu, virus demon that is uh, ravaging my immune system and uh, has my wife down for the count as well. So um, we're, we're taking the week off. But I thought it'd be a good moment while we're on pause to re-release our first episode. Uh, it's a fun listen. I actually, I, I re-listened to this the other day, walking my dog Frank, and uh, yeah, brought back all sorts of fun memories to hear. Jeez, this is what, this is where our heads were at just a couple of months ago. Uh, so if you're new to the show, if you've been waiting to hop on board, now's the perfect time. Uh, here's how it all started. We'll be back next week, I think, I hope. Uh, picking up where we left off Until then, happy listening
0: and enjoy the show You gotta slow down, Chris You gotta slow way down Did you say your name is Jim or John Well, uh, it's, it's both, actually Um, when uh, we're growing up You know, they used to always say Hey, you can have this one He's a real gem. Well, good morning from Calcutta You gotta slow way down Full play. women,
2: women, ain't they perfect?
0: Not always
2: Yes, they are, they're perfect don't matter if they're skinny, fat, blonde, or blue. If a woman is willing to give you her
1: love, Harvey, it's the greatest gift in the world. Makes you tall, makes you smart,
0: makes your teeth shine.
1: Boy, oh boy, women are perfect. My choice for the vice presidency,
0: Senator Dan Quayle. If
2: you're ever lonely watching television, your troubles may soon be over. That's because finally there's a TV that talks back to you. Kind of. Interactive TV doesn't really speak. But there was a whole lot more give and take than with your average two. You
0: have to, have to be, be willing, willing to re a movie. A slow a slow down.
2: You,
0: you have to, have to be, be willing, willing to re a movie. A slow a slow way down. Way
1: down. All right. Welcome back to the Rewindables, Chris Wendelkin, Ben Crock, Cousin Christian. Ben, (sighs) despite Mm. my best efforts, literally Mm. begging, pleading with you, please can we stay on hiatus? Please, 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 can I have one more week to myself?
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, you thought really, that you thought that getting married would yeah. somehow like get you out of work yeah, or like get out of, get right out right of some yeah, uh, your your obligations to me and cousin. Yeah. Uh no, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it, uh, it doesn't work enough. like that. We
2: have to get back to work. Our people want to work. They want to go back. They have to go
0: back. You can't pull that card. America's back to work. Not not at this yeah. company.
1: Nope. Yeah, yeah. you have informed me that it is now time to return to work. The honeymoon yes. is over. We
0: do not grant paid leave at this company. <laughs> oh.
1: Excellent, Zootroy.
2: Work hard, and each day you'll get a shiny penny.
0: Oh. Agent was in Department of Labor. This man's an illegal alien.
2: <laughs> That's preposterous. Zootroy here is as American as apple pie. Doch, nie krabga, Mr. Buns. This plant violates every labor law in the book. We found a missing Brazilian soccer team working in your reactor core.
0: That plane crashed on my property. Look, Mr. Burns, we want to see some changes. For starters, you can reverse your sexist employment policies and hire at least one woman.
1: All right. I'll bring in a woman. But I still stand by my hiring policies.
0: Get back to work, Stuart. We do not grant uh, vacation days we do not grant grant uh, any uh, unexcused absences, and um, that means any absence, because there is no excuse for an absence. No, we so we
2: are about to be without absence. <laughs> In your earbuds for the next likely six months. For
0: quite a while. <laughs> so buckle up, audience. Yeah,
1: Christian, Ben, today begins uh, the fateful return of The Rewindables, our deep dive podcast into the kingdom of movie madness.
0: Ben, movie ben? madness, the greatest um, kingdom that there is. This
1: season, we're going to be re watching and discussing at length. The film, The Rocketeer, mm. uh, I promise we will get into all the particulars and specifics for hours and hours and <laughs> weeks and months and maybe years to come. But I want to begin here. Um, I want to begin here. Mm. Ben, Christian, yeah. how are you guys feeling?
0: I, uh, I'll i be honest with you. I'm a mess. I, <laughs> I, I am a, an absolute... Uh, Incoherent blubbering blob of humanity. I I don't I don't really know how this is gonna go. Um I all I know is um we did thirty some odd episodes, I believe, on uh the cutting edge. And this yeah. this is a that was like that kind of felt like a like a warm up. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it felt it, like unfortunately, oh. <laughs> unfortunately for Chris it was a warm up. That was a great proof of concept, Um, a a pilot, if you will. We Um, we spent
2: hours. There's a warm up,
0: but this feels to me like a different animal, Um, for better or worse. I'm not really sure, but all I know is that I am currently uh, harnessed in. Uh, the The bars have uh, have descended over my torso and locked in place. And uh, there's no getting off, so uh, we're doing it. <laughs> and it's yep. gonna be magical. It's gonna yep. be amazing. um and I'm terrified, and I'm so excited, and I'm terrified. And um, I can't wait uh, to to do this. yeah, the off season was long and and um and lonely, frankly, it's yep, great to frankly, it was
2: it was very lonely. I was yeah, uh, it
0: <laughs> may not have been lonely for you, Chris, because you. Celebrated the uh, sacred ceremony of of matrimony uh, with your beloved wife, uh, Kelly. Um, But I I was—I was—my head was elsewhere. Uh, Your your wedding was beautiful. Don't get me wrong.
2: It was (laughs) in the clouds as he was blasting off with a (laughs) jetpack through the skies, (laughs) ladies and
0: gentlemen. As I gazed and smiled upon you, my 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 dear dear friend, on uh, probably the happiest day of your life, I would assume. I'll be honest with you. I was not. I wasn't thinking about you at all. I was. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about a a man. Yeah. And a yeah. And a folks, rocket I pack. ran
1: into uh, Ben. You know, downstairs at my wedding reception. I was like, man, it's so great to see. You. you know, best day of my life. Thank you so much for being here. And Ben's like, yeah, yeah, of course, no problem. He takes out a yellow legal pad. He's like, so listen, I've been <laughs> going over some things. <laughs> oh dear God. Two of the film. Oh uh, dear God. Maybe you could
2: work some of this into your vows about um, that
0: too. Yeah, Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, no. This is this is genuinely a very exciting moment. I am quite similar to Ben in that I am obviously eagerly anticipating embarking on this endeavor. I think it's really important to just like explain how much this movie meant to me prior, and I'm not going to let that jade the experience. Like I am looking at this mm-hmm. very much in a uh, a fair, even way. But I was, I grew up. We are
0: like, journalists, so journalists. we do have to. And, we um, have a an oath to be uh, a duty to be objective here. That's yes, true.
2: Except we're journalists with access to eBay at 2 a.m., and Ben and I have
0: both been buying. <laughs> that is not a conflict of interest. Buying so memorabilia on eBay is not merch. not a conflict of interest. <laughs> Stomp with the Rocketeer against Neville Sinclair, the enemy agent, and his henchmen. This game for your Nintendo Entertainment System provides the kind of action the Rocketeer lives for. Blasting Sinclair stubs, snipers, booby traps, enemy flyers, and heavy artillery. The battle will lead to many places, from the Bulldog Cafe to a zeppelin high in the Hollywood skies. So don't wait, propel yourself into high adventure! <laughs>
2: From <laughs> There's literally somebody out there with like a garage full of rocketeer shit that has not moved. And now they're like, oh my God, these two addresses are just buying it all. And um, that's us. Yeah. And I will, I will say this, I like, uh, as a kid, I remember loving this film. And the only thing I will say as a preamble to before we even get into the movie that I think is just interesting to bring up is that this movie flopped at the time. And I think this is of note because this film was released uh, June 21st, 1991. It only earned $46.7 million on a $40 million budget, which I usually don't care about that. But I remember I actually, I love this movie so much that years ago I went to go see it on the big screen. And when I was there, um, the guy (laughs) in this giant theater in Hollywood called Arclight, just like casually was like, hey, you know, we're in Hollywood. Has anybody, did anybody here work on the film? And a person raised their hand and he said, oh, sir, what did you do on it? And he said, I wrote the film. And he went, oh my God, why are you like, you come on down. He's like, yeah, I'm here because my daughter. Was it
0: Danny Bilson."
2: I think so. Because he was like, my daughter has never seen this film before. And this is her first time watching it. So I gave him a big cheer. And I recall him distinctly saying, he's like, yeah, this movie really flopped at the time. But the reason why, and I remembered this, was that he was like, We came out the same weekends, basically, as Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And I was like, that's crazy. I looked this up. So, again, Rocketeer released on June 21st, 1991. Uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves opened June 14th, 1991. The weekend prior earned $390 million. June 22nd, 21st, 1991, this movie comes out, earns not that much. And then on top of that, on July 3rd, 1991, (laughs) Terminator 2 Judgment Day, James Cameron's film opens and earns $520 million. <laughs> and while this was all happening, Billy Crystal City Slickers was still slickers. trucking along
0: yeah. in June. So, like, Not this to movie be.
2: just came out at the wrong time. But I was a kid. And I love this. And I remember my parents took me to Disney World and I actually ate of at the Bulldog and it was so confusing to me.
1: That-
0: oh, you did? It was the newest addition to Residential Street. It's our 30-foot Bulldog Cafe that's featured in the brand new movie, The Rocketeer. It's where the flyers meet to eat. Now, if you'd like to catch more of this set,
1: The Rocketeer just soared into theaters everywhere June 21st. Parked out front is a GB airplane, which was given to Cliff Seacourt, the movie's hero, by Howard Hughes at the very end of the film.
2: There was nobody at Disney World, like no one came for this. It was just me and my parents and I was like having the time of my life. Anyways, I'm so excited to be here to talk about this really underrated film. I think it's a lovely film and I'm very excited to talk about
1: it. Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, I know this movie has like real personal childhood significance and importance for you guys in a way that it did not for me so i think it, it, it'll be really interesting and fun because we're coming at this film with very different entry points mm-hmm. and expectations and um yeah i think it's gonna be great in terms of what i'm feeling um
0: <laughs> yes let's t- am, let's share this is a, this is a safe space
1: some combination of excitement, mostly excitement to see you guys and be working with you guys and just talking and hanging out with yeah. you guys. Amen. Yeah. Um, Cause that's always the most exciting thing. That's why we do it. Thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, if, if anyone who's ever listened to our show hasn't figured that out, like, <laughs> it's really just t- hanging out and talking with you guys and joking around with you guys. That's the yeah. best. Um, the dread that I feel mm-hmm. is, uh, complete and utter and, um, The dread is mostly outweighing the excitement a little bit at this point. Well, it was until I saw you guys.
2: Yeah, Uh, sure. You know,
1: but there, there's a good amount of just, um, you know, the realization that this is the beginning here of a quest that basically has no end in sight. No end. Yeah. This is basically (laughs) the beginning of losing your mind. Yeah. Today is the first day. Of an indefinite, open-ended project, wherein the result is some sense of like spiritual awakening and like third eye mind, whatever learning. But it's also definitely a process of losing your mind.
0: Yeah, that that is what is called uh, entering into the kingdom of movie of movie madness. Um, (laughs) It is it is a spiritual and a mental. uh, journey and descent um, in yeah. more in more ways than one. It can yeah. also be in, an ascent. Uh, yes, it, yeah, it, I, I It will it's not.
1: Totally dissimilar from doing
0: ayahuasca, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, in, yep, right, yeah. right before I mean, we've, we've know, all figuring been out of vomiting and
1: hallucinating. <laughs>
0: yeah, and sort of yeah. the sheer volume of uh, bodily fluid uh, and yeah. uh, exiting at every orifice <laughs> at, at, at various moments. Um, I can all,
2: but, I yeah. only, I can't wait to hear what sound design Chris adds uh. to that. He's
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I found it's a YouTube <laughs> video of a
2: bunch of people losing their bowels on ayahuasca gonna be Dude, good I, i've only, um, like i
1: explained to my brothers um i was like yeah you know increasingly the rewindables has just become a document like the mistake that people think is that this is a podcast about a movie and it's actually a podcast about three people losing their mind
0: yeah yeah yeah. via yeah. movie
1: mm-hmm. um Yeah. But so today this begins just an incredible amount of labor and late night work and early mornings and no sleep and drinking insane amounts of coffee.
0: Like if you uh, thought we lost our minds with the cutting edge, like (laughs) I, like, again, I, I have to reiterate, like I am, I am filled with, uh, this mix of like, of excitement and sheer dread and anxiety. Um, because yeah, like the, the cutting edge, like I think I, I may have mentioned this on like a previous episode when we announced that we were doing this movie. Like, The Cutting Edge was like a, a movie from my childhood that I that I really liked. Had a good time watching it. Yeah, you know. And this just movie, like a happy <laughs> accident. It was really
1: yeah. just like a happy accident that project.
0: But this film, much like uh, for my cousin, um, was a was like significant to me as a child. Uh, saw it, having seen it in the theater, and being just completely like 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 swept away by it uh and then revisiting it like later in life and then realizing it you know at various points like using it for like video like personal video projects and then like and then revisiting it for this project and realizing like oh it's actually as good as i remembered it um and and then realizing like oh it's actually better because Mm -hmm. again of the process and and the work that we do to like analyze and explore these these films and realizing, like, how much there is uh, to dissect and talk about, um, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a vastly different thing. And also, I feel like I should acknowledge uh, at some point here toward the top that, like, we are entering into a space, like... The Rocketeer was certainly a disappointment uh, at the box office, and even critically, I guess you could say. uh, when when
2: They were wrong. Watching The Rocketeer, I was reminded of the cheerful
0: and simple-minded science fiction thrillers of years ago, like Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon, even Captain Video. If movies like Indiana Jones were inspired by the old Saturday afternoon
2: serials, The Rocketeer is more like a copy of them, right down to the wooden grade B
0: acting of Bill Campbell as the hero. The Rocketeer doesn't have any charisma as a character, and the plot's pretty dumb, but in an innocent way, this movie is good-hearted and entertaining, and I liked it, but I wish it had had a little more edge to it. They, the were, they, were were complete, they were completely wrong. The critics were wrong. <laughs> the people were it. wrong. We can't blame the people, because whatever, T2, fucking, yeah, like, you, if you're going to get blown away by something, T2 is the movie to get blown away by. Uh, no shame there. Um, but... The thing that I've realized is that the Rocketeer, while you know, not the uh, smash commercial success at the time, or like even you know, as uh, you know, as as big a, a doesn't have obviously like the fan base of like Indiana Jones or like uh, you know ET or whatever like um, you know all the modern Marvel bullshit, but like uh, it is a Disney <laughs> film, and it is it did have a forty million dollar budget, which is over 10 times the budget of our previous uh, subject, The Cutting Edge, Um, like there's a community and a a fan base that has developed and grown. I don't know if you could term this uh, movie a cult classic. Uh, I wouldn't really call it that because again, it wasn't like a weird, you know, unknown thing. It was meant to be a massive mainstream crowd pleaser. But there is like a, a, a fan base and a community out there that we are like stepping into yeah, that, it's a like, borderline didn't it,
2: it, classic it's borderline yeah.
0: but like Under- it's a, a completely different beast than you know this this very devoted but small group of like cutting edge like weirdos and fans out there shout out sheesh, um, <laughs> sheesh. That, that we very happily discovered <laughs> um, and like yeah it's it's a little daunting I'm not gonna lie like I yeah. um, can I call myself a Disney adult uh, finally uh... Um, I I think I I
2: don't think so. I'm gonna fundamentally say no.
0: (laughs) Oh no. Uh, Okay. Because (laughs)
2: look, if I saw you walking around in like a Rocketeer costume at Disneyland, you might get arrested because they're like, what this this freak. They the people at Disney wouldn't even remember that was a Disney movie. Like, that's Mm. like how much Rocketeer has kind of fallen into this unknown land that it is technically Disney. However,
0: Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. really
2: doesn't fall under the same fandom. I will say this movie is. I did something that I think is really hard to describe, which is as a child, this movie made me want to buy a pair of jodhpurs, which are the, yes. th- the, the flying pants with the little, the little like balloonish the hips, the fly boy yep. pants. This made a little child in Massachusetts <laughs> want to buy, but a wee pants of p- pair of jodhpurs. And yes. if that doesn't say a lot about the power of this film, I don't know what does. And boys, yeah. Let's do this. Let's let's go. So
1: let's begin with the beginning. So I I wanna I wanna um, quickly ask you. You you started touching on this, Christian. Like, how did you guys first encounter this film? Um, Did you, Christian? Did you see it in a movie theater? Ben, did you like? Where did you guys first watch this movie? Do you have a memory of that? An innocent discovery.
2: I wouldn't touch that if I were you. A powerful weapon. Now i that rocket. A deadly conspiracy. They're working for a Nazi agent. An extraordinary adventure. Jenny's in trouble. We've got the girl. Here he comes. The rocket will come to us. We're going to get one again. The Rocketeer, rated PG. National Sleep Preview this Saturday night. I was at that point. It's uh, I was uh, no shame in the game, baby born in 1985, not to dox myself, I don't know if that counts as doxing, but 1985, which means that puts me at six years old, which is mm-hmm. uh, when this movie came out. However, I distinctly remember seeing it. And like, I remember yeah. immediately loving it because I did like Batman. Mm-hmm. I remember my dad probably way too young let me see Michael Keaton's Batman, which came out in 1989. And I remember also way too young seeing Michael Keaton on SNL. Just
0: fine, Mr. Keaton. <laughs> All right, thanks. Thank you. Okay. Uh applause, applause. I hope. Uh hi. I'm Michael Keaton. No, Uh Hello. I'm Michael Keaton. You know. Uh
1: no. Okay. Hi. I'm Michael Keaton. Uh applause, applause. <laughs> please. And uh, hey Ed. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm okay, man. How you feel?
0: Well, I feel okay, you know. I'm nervous, but I'm my- Oh up for You'll be all right. As long as you know the
1: script, when you go out there, you'll be fine, man. All
0: right, I guess so. Well,
1: good thing there are gonna be cue cards. Yeah, it's cue cards, but I don't like to use them. I like to memorize my stuff. The audience appreciates it more when they know it. Didn't
0: you memorize your
1: stuff when you did Night Shift?
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, uh, I
1: didn't always know
2: Two minutes, night. two minutes to air. Oh, uh, by the way, Al, a cue card guy just got taken to the hospital. <laughs> from from Pellagra.
1: Oh, man, Pellagra. Oh, that's a shame, man. Who's gonna do cue cards? Nobody. They quarantined the cue cards too. <laughs> Two minutes. <laughs> Ed, did you hear what you he just said? They quarantined the cue cards. I got no cue cards, man. What am I gonna do? You gotta do a
0: show, man. That's what you gotta. do.
1: Hey, Michael Palin. Hi. Hello, Eddie. How are you? Fine. Oh, I want to
2: introduce um, you to the host, Michael Keaton. Michael Payne. Oh, how are you? We got no cue cards! Oh, that's marvelous. I find them so distracting anyway, don't you? I hate them And I, as a probably, that puts me at five years old, four or five years old, assume that Batman was the permanent host of SNL, which <laughs> I fundamentally, what I mean, like, that's so cool that they let Batman oh, do a yeah. comedy show. So I was young, but I distinctly remember this film because I remember it was a really big moment that my parents... We're like, we're going to go down to Disney World. And we went down. The only thing I remember from that trip were like the two things that were kind of really cool to me at that point was for some reason I was allowed to go see uh, the Roger Rabbit Zone. My dad was like addicted to uh, Roger everything Roger Rabbit, and I. Oh yeah, Steve
0: Lynch was a big Big Roger Rabbit head. I even I remember the framed posters posters, in the TV room,
2: and I've I've shown you uh, a photo where my father dressed up as a Private Eye with Jessica Rabbit. Like we loved it. But I remember Mm. I have photos from that same Disney trip where I am at the set in Orlando that they'd built the you know the Bulldog, and I remember being and they had the little the GB. I can't
0: believe you went in the Bulldog.
2: They they had the whole thing.
1: On your right, not something you'll find in every neighborhood. This is our Bulldog Cafe, a 1930s style diner from the movie The Rocketeer. If you don't recognize the title of that film, that's okay. It's not out yet. It's due for
0: release a little bit later on this summer.
2: I remember, obviously, I was young, but boy, it made an impact. Like I definitely was, like I want to be The Rocketeer.
1: Here's my question for you guys: Did you have an awareness as a young kid? Like you were six years old when the movie came out. So I don't know if it would have hit when you were six years old, but like when you first saw, saw this movie, did you have an awareness about the fact that it was a box office flop or a, ba- a box office? Oh, disc- definitely not. No, no, no way. No way. No. I, I weirdly did. Now, not. Hmm. I'm not going to say I knew that in 1991, but because I did, I did not see this movie in the theaters. I saw it via VHS. And I feel like I did weirdly have some sort of like, somehow like the media narrative Mm. about this movie being not as successful as it was supposed to be somehow like reached Mm. me as a child. And I do feel like that maybe colored my, in the same way I remember like, the movie Waterworld.
0: Oh well, that, that was a way more that was, notorious, that was a notorious and like, infamous example. That
1: was a notorious flop,
0: and like actually like lost shitloads of money, as opposed to just like not making quite as much as they were hoping exactly. for. Exactly. So I remember
1: in a similar way though the fact like why would that matter to me as
0: a kid like I don't know you know you're a very shallow money obsessed person and I (laughs) I also like to
2: imagine Chris is seven years old like a little suit and tie and he's got the Wall Street (laughs) Journal
0: out and he's (laughs) reading box office receipts and he's like I was <laughs> like mom, dad, it did lose a ton of money. A little hail Forest with his with his business section open. Four play. I'm just crunching some numbers. <laughs> All right, let's get out of the like way. I, I did
1: remember like having some awareness about uh, the fact that this movie didn't perform as well as it was supposed to, hmm. and. Um, yeah, I was curious if, if you guys had any awareness, but what about no. you, Ben? Do you remember when you saw this or how you encountered the movie?
0: I definitely saw it in the theater. Um, I can't specifically, like I want to say I m- might have seen it with um, Cousin Christian and I's uh, grandmother, Patty. I have a feeling she she took us to a lot of movies back in the day when we would go visit. She lived in New Jersey at the time, mm-hmm. about an hour car ride from uh, from where I grew up. Um, it's very possible she took us and my sisters to go see it, or maybe just me, because they probably weren't that interested if they were, you know, by then young. I was eight, uh, when it came out, um, summer, yeah, June 91, uh, that puts me at eight. And, um, yeah, I remember just being, uh, completely transfixed, captivated, never, like, honestly, we're, we're going to get into this. We're going to have to, like... You know, uh, do some do some uh, gazing at the ceiling, uh, lying on the couch here for for old Ben. But um, I probably have to put the Rocketeer uh, as like potentially at least as like a kid, like my number one. Like you see a lot of movies, and obviously like movies are filled with like cool dudes who do cool stuff that you want to be that you want to emulate. Everything from like, oh, I want to talk like uh, Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. He's so uh, you know precocious and like smart and and sassy. Like I want to be like that kid. To like, oh, I want to be John McClane in Die Hard and like kill terrorists. Like that's awesome. I'm just glad I did want to be
2: Macaulay Culkin in The Good Son. I just wanted to be like. Mac-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be Macaulay Culkin in My Girl and die at the end. <laughs> Um, Dude, because of a these s- these are, these severe these are bee allergy Son of a bitch a real oh. issue if you I don't know, it's a weird kink What can I say? <laughs> I had a thing for bee allergies back then Um but no, I, uh, obviously like at that, you know, w- when you're that age, you're so impressionable and you just, every, like, I remember the feelings like walking out of a movie and like literally like for the next couple of hours, like my personality being different because I was trying so hard to mimic oh. what I had just consumed. Um, but yeah, uh, the upshot of all that is to say that I think Billy Campbell, Cliff Secord and the Rocketeer might be my number one, like dude i want it oh, to be God, like yes. it, it like yeah It I, like for lots of because reasons again gonna we're gonna get, get in it's gonna we're get gonna, uncomfortable yeah don't me. worry it's gonna get <laughs> you're gonna learn a side of yeah. Ben that you <laughs> oh, need to know. yeah yeah you are it's gonna get weird i'm just gonna say it right now uh you're, you're, i'm sorry you're you're i'm just you're gonna have to hold my hand and 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 i'm gonna um uh, take you through this journey but yeah it's um it had a real impact I, and i
2: would argue that to to kind of like add to what you're saying because there are certain movie moments that I distinctly remember that actually fundamentally made me rethink what was possible and what was real versus not real. And I remember like obviously the biggest one in my lifetime, which will probably never be replicated again, was the moment I saw Jurassic Park in 1996 where you're just like a kid and you're like, yeah, 93, 93, 93. And that was where it's like dinosaurs are real. How is that possible? And I would argue that before that film came out, I actually had that feeling when I left The Rocketeer because this was like the first movie where I was like, a man could fly. Like, the, and mm-hmm. you know, we'll get into it, but as we watch this movie, We're, I would say we, this holds up s- so well. Now imagine it's this crazy. Now imagine yeah. this in 1991. Like, it looks good yeah. in 2023. Therefore, yeah. I just was like, a man can fly. You can have a jetpack. This yeah. is possible. I want to
0: be it this. It works. Man. I saw it. It works. Yes. Yeah.
1: Would you say you guys were into the genre of superhero films?
0: I mean, they weren't really a genre as the thing. Like, Right. Ba- like I would s- say
1: I, I was not. Like, one of the reasons I thought about, like, why did this movie maybe not grab me immediately as a kid? And I was like, I mean, first of all, I wasn't seeing movies in 1991 just because I was too young. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, even if I was old enough, like, I I think at that point, I mean, I love the ba- Michael... Keaton Batman movie that had a huge impression on me, and I enjoyed like the old Christopher Reeve Superman movies. But yeah, I was always like like a good movie with good storytelling always caught me more than any one particular genre. So like in 1991, I would have probably seen Wall Street uh, with Gordon Mickey, Gecko. <laughs> I yes. would have seen that was my yes, superhero. A little Wall I would Street out of it. Gun, two and a half. The Smell of Fear oh yeah Alone, or City Slickers or Robin Hood you know Backdraft what about Bob Thelma and Louise they're so oh, yeah. Drop Dead Fred
0: yeah. oh my god I was uh, just talking about Drop Dead Fred at a party of course. Right. that's so weird of was movie. that party Holy Chris's shit. wedding <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, not uh, even kindergarten. Uh, cop. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. there's
1: so many awesome movies. There's a lot of the good theaters. movies out
0: there, folks, yeah.
1: So, <laughs> I like this wouldn't have been the first movie I would have seen based on like, oh, it, you know, like it's a superhero movie. Um <laughs> Well, also it's not
0: fun. really. Like I I mean it, it right. Yeah. you yeah, can, yeah. you know, obviously you can term it that or you can you, you can classify it as that now in hindsight, but like at the time I didn't think of it, no, it was... as a superhero movie like cuz like how, would, how I mean it's, it's a comic it's book movie and but but yeah, but, I wouldn't like. Yeah, I mean, is he a superhero? Like, no, not no, really. He's a, but is he's Batman a, like, technically? No, he's, yeah, he's, he's a regular really dude fighting crime no. necessarily. No, he's, he's a he's, he's actually talking. a very regular dude. Um yeah, yeah. and 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 a you know flawed guy who doesn't doesn't even set out to like do anything really good, uh, but happens to through circumstance. Um, yes,
1: which is so. But anyway, so yeah, I yeah, wouldn't. That's what's so great.
0: Yeah. About oh yeah.
1: Batman is avenging this thing he's, where yeah. this guy. Yeah. Uh,
0: and Superman is an alien, objects. obviously, like, completely different league, you know. And um, Rocketeer is yeah.
2: an outsider. This whole comic book series was an outsider. Yeah. Even what was going on in that era, it just, it, it was already an outsider comic book. I mean, it did well. However, it was an outsider series that the reason kind of no one came to see this is because it did not have the same automatic appeal as Batman. It didn't have the same appeal. Yeah. As Superman. And I, I think like
0: And as a kid, I didn't even have any idea it was based no, on a comic because no, no it, w- it was like a pretty cult, culty comic, like um, which had you know wasn't even really active at the time that the movie came out because it took so long. By the way, we're gonna get yeah, into the whole <laughs> origin and production, development, everything that's gonna be in in future deep dives. We're we're gonna, you know, try to save some of the really in the weed stuff, but don't don't you worry. But it was, that's it coming. <laughs> was,
2: it was cool helmet, rocket pack. Mango Fly, yeah. Little Me yeah. wanted Jot and I wanted to be that. I didn't know what it was. I didn't care. I just knew that the story was fun. I knew that Jennifer Connelly was the most beautiful person on planet Earth. I knew that Billy Campbell yep. was like the classic. Also the most beautiful, the, person, most beautiful on person, on Earth. person on planet Earth. And Alan Arkin yep. was the most beautiful person on planet Earth. It's a perfect cast, really. But
0: anyways, yeah. It's, I want, yeah,
2: I would say that no, I did not think of it as a superhero film. And quite frankly, I still don't. I really do think of this as something unique and special. And perhaps that's why it didn't do well. It's just, it's really hard to categorize why this film is great, but we're going to get into it over the next 17 years. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right. So here are a couple broad strokes and then we can jump into it. So let me know what you think. You guys, the rocketeer is a film about a stunt pilot who uncovers a rocket pack. Mm-hmm. and he uses it for...
0: Well, he's also actually... Sorry, I'm <sighs> oh, either, God, here he's we go. Not exactly a stunt pilot. Um, okay. he, he has done some, some stunt work, I suppose, okay. and, and, and air show, you know, sort of theatrical type, type uh, work, but he is... Primarily a competitive uh, racing uh, pilot, at least at okay. the start of the film. Um, so, it's although it's he a, also has a past a, as, a, uh, as, as a, are we
2: about to have our first fight? Are
0: we about to have our first fight? He's <laughs> he is, no, he no. is a, just doing a slight correction okay. here, just a quick uh, well, quick early correction. Well, we're going to get into the sl- yes, it, he's it, a it, pilot. It, yes, yeah, it's yeah. a film
1: about a pilot. You can call him a pilot. That's <laughs> accurate. Who <laughs> uncovers <laughs> a rocket pass and he winds up being pursued by. Various people, Howard Hughes, the FBI, the mafia, Nazi operatives. Yeah. And we'll get into more specifics. The film is set in 1938 in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Um, As Ben mentioned, The Rocketeer is based on the character uh, of the same name created by the comic book artist and writer Dave Stevens. And this film was directed by Joe Johnston with a screenplay by Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo. Mm
2: -hmm. A story by William Deere. William Deere also deserves a nod. He helped create the story as well.
0: Mm -hmm. He was attached as director before uh, Johnston came on. But again, we're going to get way into that. I
1: I think that's basically all people need to know.
0: Yeah, I think we're good. I think we can wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. And (laughs) it's a great film. You should check Uh, it out. Buy it on Amazon. I spent $14,000
2: on Rocketeer merch (laughs) on eBay. (laughs)
0: <laughs> literally the past oh, no. three months of my life just doing nothing but thinking about and researching this film. So those
1: are like the general thoughts. The, those are the, like I said, the broad strokes on the film. Guys, what can our audience expect in the coming episodes, weeks, months, years of the, the Rocketeer rewatch with the rewindables
0: here?
2: Ben is Ben is flipping through hundreds of pages of notes <laughs> to find
0: what to say right <laughs> now. I had, I had one, uh, note stock for the cutting edge and I have three different oh, note God. stocks, <laughs> which God, not, so not even because like, sick to my not even because I like ran out of like space. Cause obviously the like, Google Folks, notes, edit this podcast, you don't know how sick <laughs> this makes me. It's, feel. <laughs> but I needed like different, like category, like just a way to organize things and try to rein things in it. I failed miserably. Um, this is going to be an incoherent mess. Um, but what you you can expect is is the usual. We're gonna we're gonna break things down. We're gonna go you know scene by scene, perhaps line of dialogue by line of dialogue, um, and then we're gonna go off on some random tangents. And you know what? We're gonna pull an L and L, as the forgetta buddies might say. It's a laugh and learn. Uh, we're gonna maybe uh, dive into a little bit of history about uh, exactly what the state of the world was in nineteen thirty eight. Both the fictional universe of the Rocketeer uh, and in the real world, and um, you know, we're going to get into um, the backgrounds of these of these actors, of these characters. Um, you know, sort of how we arrived uh, at the at the at the point uh, where this film magically came together after years and years of development hell. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about whether or not it is right to punch a Nazi. Uh, we're going to engage answer, in that discourse. The answer, is yes, it is. Punch according to Nazi, this film. And
2: according to me right is. now, punch a
0: Nazi. Listen, we're Look, journalists. We have to be objective. There are two sides to yeah, every story. And they're, both, um, and they're
2: both punch a Nazi on both sides
0: of that story. Both sides. It is actually yes. very cool Turns and sick out that to the punch a Nazi.
2: Way ahead of the curve on reminding people. Uh bunch of <laughs> Nazis, it's okay.
0: Yeah, um, I could have written that 2017 Guardian article for you. Just watch The Rocketeer. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to unpack, um, you know, America. Uh, what what America means. Um, we're going to unpack um, propaganda. What is propaganda? Oh, Jesus Christ. This, um, is, this
2: is unbelievable. I'm learning in real time how deep <laughs> down the rabbit hole we're about to go, folks. Here's what, here's what you can expect. Uh, you're going to expect... The Rocketeer is a great film. We're going to go through it all. We're going to talk about why we love this movie and why uh, and things. I've seen this movie several times, but I've never watched it like this. I've discovered Mm -mm. things that only endear me to this uh, film even more. I just like the more I have gone down the rabbit hole. Ben is like on a Howard Hughes kick where he's got jars of urine all over his house. And <laughs> yes, like, yes, you I know, do. That's, that's, that's disgusting. Uh, you know, hey, well, Howard Hughes did it if it worked for him. I may
0: have bought a 500-page <laughs> uh, biography of Errol Flynn mm-hmm. from 1980 uh, called Errol Flynn: The Untold Story. Yeah. We're going to get, into, gonna get, it, get into it, folks. Um, this is, um, you, we did. I did the work. The, I've got I've got magazine uh, uh, issues from uh, the summer of 1991 that offer trivia that you can't find on the yes. internet. <laughs>
2: and um, I think above all else, like if you're listening, you're going to have a good time. But what you should do yeah. is before we really get into the film, go watch it. Go watch the Rocketeer. Yeah, it's, definitely it, watch the film. You're going to want to just know. Even if you're like, oh, I've seen it before, go watch it again. It's great. And you're gonna enjoy folks, this. We have yeah. you
1: have great options here. You can find it on Disney Plus, one of our mm, partners. You a can fantastic find it platform. On Amazon, on Apple TV. You have Google Play. You can mm-hmm. get it on YouTube TV. Yep. You can watch it on Voodoo. You can watch it on Microsoft. You You know what? Go to the store and buy a Blu-ray.
0: Buy a Blu-ray of it.
1: Chris, I
2: have sent Mm -hmm. one VHS copy to High's Steakhouse in Toronto, Canada, where you (laughs) can watch it. You can watch it there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And last but not least, before we let you go, uh, a reminder here that we are now on Patreon. The Rewindables Rewindables is on Patreon. So if you like what we do and you want to give us a hand paying our bills it's greatly felt and appreciated so patreon.com
0: slash the rewindables yeah. if you feel a pang of sympathy or pity mm-hmm. um listening to three grown men uh, collectively lose their minds over a 30 plus year old uh you know childhood nostalgia bomb yep. um yeah you know what uh throw us some some pity <laughs> while our, um, our
2: actual children sleep one room over from us uh it's it's <laughs>
1: we a labor of love th- three tiers three tiers of membership folks you yeah have the port you have the porridge fan you have the gruel consumer and you have the slop lovers delight mm. uh all of which get you access then to switch those are the actual box? tiers yes, go on <laughs> they get you access to swish fm plus the uh the premium basketball podcast that ben and i uh also co-host and produce so Mm -hmm. like i said it just if you want to um you know the podcast is ad free we love making it and keeping it independent and if you're able if you're in a position to help us pay our bills um it's it's greatly felt appreciated and other than that That's all I have. I'm super excited to dive into this film with you guys and I will see you next week at the movies later, boys. This has been good. You have to
0: be willing to rewatch a movie.